morning, good evening, good night. How is everyone? <laughs> I know. Hey, 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 family. <laughs> we own this thing thing. You know it. So you all know how we were. Even if you, I shouldn't say you all know, right? Um, on this podcast, Happily Unorthodox, um, Dr. Loves and myself, Coach Jay, we talk about everything in terms of healing from trauma, recognizing the patterns and learning to break free from them in, in, in life. And until you do that, you're going to continue not to be able to spot those patterns and you may continue to attract that. I've seen that in my family where... Uh, my mom turned into a narcissist. My aunt didn't, but she spent 35 years with one, <laughs> you know? So we have that issue of it, recognizing the patterns or that piece of it. And then the ultimate pattern, which is to go heal, get that healing going so that we can manifest new visions, new identities and things that we really deserve. Um, Life isn't promised. Tomorrow isn't promised. You keep saying, I'll do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. What if tonight's your last day here? You don't know. Hmm. You know, like my homeboy, Glenn Foster, you can Google him. He, he successful guy. went to Mount Carmel High School with him. I couldn't stay healthy. He went on to play at the University of Illinois. And then for the Saints, he played for a couple years on the Saints. And then he just started businesses. He stayed in the South and started businesses. He gets into a police altercation, not even altercation. He ends up getting arrested. He goes into custody alive. He comes mm. out of the jail dead. Mm. And the police haven't released any information. Glenn has a wife and four beautiful daughters, not to mention his family family, but his um, he created a wife and four girls. And then one day they got a call. He died in police custody and police <sighs> releasing no answers. Wow. Right? So I say that to say tomorrow isn't promised. Get that healing on immediately. Absolutely. So, Coach, what are you, uh, you, you excited to, to maybe just chat about something? I'm very excited. You know, and I'm going to do a little introduction. I, I'm Dr. Velvet Love, Joy Coach. And I'm, I, I love talking about this is a natural thing for me to talk about. And so when I started speaking to Coach Jay and realized how natural it is for him, because this has just been our everyday life. So to take to be able to help you all go from hurt to happy is everything. Most definitely. And uh, we're going to dive into some other topics as well that kind of go along the lines of these of uh, other you know, sexual trauma, because that's, you know, that's kind of outside of the realm of narcissistic abuse, sexual abuse, um, mm -hmm. and, and as well as addiction, which, again, we're all well versed in and struggle with it and then made a decision like enough is enough. And that's why we share our stories, not just to tell you all about our beautiful lives, but we know that you guys have a story as well. Mm. And we want you to we want you to get get it get it live your best life. We're in the middle of a pandemic, guys. This is a shock to the world. The last 10 years that I spent just being addicted, 
And then, boom, the world shuts down. I'm like, oh, man, all the parties and concerts and I missed. I'll never see in my full capacity. Mm. I missed that. Oh, man, I messed up. Wow. <laughs> so definitely um, before the call, when we were uh, we were we were picking just we generally jump around, <laughs> uh, just have a conversation style. But we did, had a great. Uh, situation on uh, family roles mm. with within a narcissistic uh, family. Um, you have the, these terms like narcissist, uh, uh, the enabling narcissist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. the, 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 you know, and sometimes you'll have a closet enabler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's someone who likes to do it, who likes to throw rocks and hide the hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone loves this person. Mm-hmm. And you have the another term, the the, the enabler, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 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 codependent overtly, you know, mm. the scapegoat. Which in our first episode, uh, you talked about your experience being the scapegoat child between mm-hmm. you and what three siblings or four, four siblings, four. So five children under this roof, yeah. and one has the pleasure, and not so much of a pleasure. Of being the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's just the, the golden you, child. Uh, yes. <laughs> the hero slash caretaker. Wow, I never even see you guys. We're learning. We're learning with you. We're and where are you? Me. Where are you getting these terms from? Where? What are you looking at? I am. There's a book. Uh, recently came out. I found it just scrolling through the internet. I have another book. Guys, I take this, we take this serious. Um, we'll, we'll always be dropping dimes on things you can use to begin to become knowledgeable. This book was called The Narcissist in Your Life mm. by Julie L. Hill. And I fell in love. I mean, you know, I, I, I fall in love at the bookstore all the time. But the reason I even got the book is because I intensely read the reviews on Amazon because sometimes I'm, I'm an information junkie and I'm like, dude, come on, slow down. Don't just fill up bookshelves. But every comment just says how, how thorough and well-written this book is. One gentleman said, I have read a total of 18 books on this topic. And I think this one blows them all 18 of those out of the water. Wow. So I said, uh, I have to get that. Um, if you want to hear some of the topics really fast, you got part one, reclaiming your rights, mm. understanding your rights, identifying the narcissist in your life, the three traits of a narcissistic personality disorder, causes of narcissism, um, closet, you know, the different kinds of narcissists, exhibitionists, narcissistic abuse, the narcissistic family, which is the one I think we're in. Uh, partners of the narcissistic I'm sorry patterns mm-hmm. chasing that like yeah th- this book is dope coach yeah, I- I'm not even going to keep going at the end they have processing your trauma mm. processing your trauma and uh, there's a chapter in there called facing reality I read it three times yesterday and I cried all three times Whoa! <laughs> I read it that three different times you know and that just facing reality of what we're dealing with when we're dealing with these narcissistic sick people, mm. you know, and we'll, we'll pick it up. We're, we're going to jump in here. I love Dr. Judy, mm. uh, Dr. Judy Rosenberg. I studied yeah. her work a lot when I was in LA 
And a lot of people will, will, will talk down on a narcissist, right? Like one, one guy was on her show and he was like, those narcissistic BIT, you know what? And Dr. Judy looked at him, rolled his eyes like, I could see how you see it that way. But the truth is, these are sick people, you know? So you want to jump in about the scapegoat child? Yeah. So um, with these different roles, I didn't know you were done. I'm so sorry. I'm, oh, no worries. I'm like taking it all in. But um, so the narcissistic family system and what was the other word? The um, internal family system, you know, the narcissistic parent. Um, okay. So the narcissistic parent comes across, you know, self-absorbed, believe their needs are more important than others, for, no self-esteem or very fragile, you know, I'll have to feel superior. So what happens is when you have children, then you typically have a range as uh, Coach Jay has already spoke on, but I myself can very well speak to the scapegoated child. Um so for a narcissistic parent, they normally feel like the scapegoat child is a source of shame. And typically we're a source of shame because of what we reflect back to the parent, not who we are, but we reflect back who they are, I guess. So we're more prone to protest injustice when we see it. Uh, Coach G, right? You fire, you coach, you so good. That's why I love you. And <laughs> this this journey of healing with you is dope because you read the first line without even without even seeing it. I just well, want to say the first sentence. It says, "Narcissistic parents project their shame and self hatred on the scapegoat." <laughs> <laughs> That's that was a good real. guess. I lived that shit. I ain't have to look at a book to know that shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. That was my life. Yeah, and that's real. That's that's a real life. But another part which you've done when we're we're doing this podcast, another sentence. But while scapegoats may be dogged by difficulties, they are almost the most. They are the most likely to break out of the family dysfunction. Wow. So we're glad to see, again, you, you see the cause, the trauma, and then the healing, breaking free yeah. from the dysfunction. And I want to say also, like I was saying, like we're prone to protest against injustice to say you're wrong. Why? This is I didn't deserve this. We're we're more likely to tell until we realize you can't tell. But, um, you know, Coach Jay talks a lot about how he would bully the bullies. And that is a that is a scapegoat thing that happens a lot because we don't want to see anybody treated the way we were. Um. Yeah. So we're more likely to name it, to name these abusive tactics and the scapegoat child typically psychologically is the strongest family member. Taking all that pain and working with it, huh? Yeah, this, you know, it's guys, this the abuse is a, it's a horrible thing, but it's just sick people being hurt. People hurt people. Right. We've heard that before. I, some people like it. Some people don't. But I, I think it's true. You, you you do hurt people. And for me, Coach, being in a narcissistic mom, I couldn't bully the bully when I got home. I had to get bullied. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, oh, 
can't wait to move out. Ten years old, want to move out. <laughs> mm, that was me, yo. <laughs> wow. Yep. So and then you typically ooh. have the lost child who they just avoid being noticed, you know, by the enabler parent. Um, which we don't talk much about the enabler parent. That's normally if you have a two family structure, the enabler parent is a little weak, you know, afraid of confrontation. They seek harmony, um, disassociative, secretive, you know, so they just don't support the child the way that they should. They're kind of in alignment with the narcissist parent, willingly or not. Man, yeah, that's that's. Uh, again you're right online right i'll just throw out a sentence you know we're kind of going with the flow in reality the lost child are victims of neglect and emotional abuse their withdrawal helps buffer them from the family chaos but it comes at great personal cost Mm. as adults they are likely to struggle to communicate and understand their emotions i can speak to that as well well just adding to what you said my sister was the lost child to this day she is i just talked to her this morning on facetime she's having a baby and i was i was giving her some donations that people have been giving us and even now like she's having a baby but i could still see that lost look in her eyes Mm. but i remember when she was a baby and i would come in the house and my sister screaming at the top of her lungs. Why is my sister screaming? I mm. go to my mom's room. I knock on the door. I open the door to see what she's doing. What, are you here, woman? She's lying in the bed watching TV with her boyfriend. Oh. Okay. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Like, I'll take care of everything else around here, including mm. your butt. And I go mm-hmm. pick my sister up to console her and go make her a bottle or, or feed her. And that look, it, it came when she, before she could talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and my aunt, I don't know, my, my, my aunt who just stays away from the family a lot. She mm-hmm. says, I don't mean to be mean, but I knew Nene. Her name's Ellie Vine, Janae. We call her Nene. She said, I knew Nene was going to have a rough time in life from the very beginning. You know, she took it hard. That lost child wrote, and again, I'm not, I'm not a lost child. I, I was more, I, I'm not really sure. I'm just, I, I guess the the narcissistic child potentially. But whenever I see my sister, I just, I get so sad because it's like, damn, I, I know what her sadness comes from, and I know her personality. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not a, she's not like you, coach. She's not about to stand up for herself. It's like, hold on, man, this injustice. She's just gonna be like. Oh my God. Yeah. That just happened? Let me go to the bathroom. Mm, mm, mm. So this healing stuff is, is great. Um I do I would like to talk about the golden child if I can real quick. Absolutely. Let me flip over to that one with you. The golden <laughs> child, the, the 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 messiah, huh? Yes. And I would like to say, you know, my sister very much was the golden child. And um you know, they're typically a source of pride for the narcissistic parent. My uh, mother used to say, this is my backbone right here. She does all the things. And, you know, I'm the older child who did all the things. But 
my younger sister, the golden child, would get all of that credit. You know, she was coerced to feel loyal to my parents. She was coerced to hate me, you know. Um, and it literally made competition for you two. Absolutely. And that's rivalry. It's not even rivalry. just competition. Rivalry. And that's where we get a lot of this sibling rivalry. It's not that we don't like our, our, our siblings. It's oftentimes that we were taught to compete against each other. Um, and so we, we really take it out on the other sibling without realizing a bigger issue. Cause you know, we're children. But I would like to say, so as much reverence as the golden child commonly gets, you know, they suffer just like any other boxed in child. We we don't belong in boxes. We all deserve the same amount of love. So I just want to say a golden child can they it causes them just as emo, uh, as much emotional abuse and shame as anyone else, any other box person. Man, and if I could add to that, Coach, um, when my I, I left home at 18, remember, and I said that my sister is nine years younger than me. I was nine when she was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I left the house, she was nine. So during this phase of her going from zero to nine years old when I left, we, there was not, you know, my mom was just her narcissistic self, but I just kind of try to you know help out with my sister like I said make her bottle and things like that but I didn't really I'm not sure right that's why we do this podcast do videos and really dissect this what our roles were like it was more like my mom gave me the role of being her parent if anything Mm -hmm. you know until she got to nine years old and at nine me 18 I leave I Mm -hmm. leave coach COVID-19 hits 2020. I come back from L.A. because it's like, uh-oh, what's going on in the world? Everything is closed. It was the world, earth shook. The earth literally had to shake. And I come back home and my my, my, my homegirl works at the hotel. So she can give me rooms that are like 200 bucks a night for like 30, 40, 50 on the high end. So I'm like, I'm just going to check into a high end. You know, it was it's nice. It was a Marriott. Uh, I think it was a courtyard, you know. Mm-hmm. Or I don't remember. It was extended stay. So I had the kitchenette and all that and boom. So I'm just chilling in the burbs. Get a call from my mom. Oh, my gosh. Mom's a nurse. She says, hi, honey. Um, This whole COVID thing is crazy. Mind you, her boyfriend just left. Cause, so now she don't have no, she don't have a source, a, a, a source of supply. Right? A source. Absolutely. <laughs> She's a vampire with no blood. Now, so she calls me. <laughs> she don't got nobody to bleed on. Me? Hi, honey. Oh, my God. The, the earth has shaken. And, and, and you know, I work in the hospitals. And <laughs> I'm seeing people die. And they're dying all by themselves. It's so sad. And people are getting sick. And I just... I understand that you're homeless right now. I'm uh, I'm homeless because the leasing office closed, lady. I'm homeless because I'm back in Chicago. I'm not about to stay in L.A. if I'm not making mm-hmm. money. And L.A. is shut down. Right? Everything's shut down. So, you know, I'm... I'm uh, where am I going? So, yeah. She's like, I understand that you're homeless. Okay, you can call it that, Ma, but I'm good. And Nene is, uh, is pretty much homeless, too. So, 
right now I'm paying $900 for an Airbnb, just a room and a house. And my friend Angie just inherited her mother's house. So she wants to rent it out to me for only $200 more. I'm like, shit, that sounds like a good deal. Even if we don't come with you, you know what I mean? You get a whole house and mm -hmm. instead of, you know, so I said, absolutely. And it was March and I'm excited kind of a little bit, coach. I said, I said, I guess it is a good thing about COVID-19. My family about to get back together, bro. You, you know, I'm thinking it, it had to take a, I'm thinking it had to take a pandemic, you know, like the, that's the good in it, right? There's always good in something. So I'm thinking that's the good in it. My family's about to come together and she's like, I want to get healing. I want us to, I want us to be a family. Dope. I get back to the house. It's not long before now I'm the golden child. What the hell? Right? This and my sister. You need to get up and do this and do that. You you don't even have a job. Look at your brother. He work up eight every day at five. Eight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Leave me up out of that. Mm. Leave me up out of that. So when you talk about the golden child having stress, and me again, I'm big bro. I'm nine years older. So me and my, my sister, we never had that rivalry like that, you know? Mm. So you are making me a golden child was stressful you know you're you you're using you're devaluing her by valuing me like no don't use me in your bull crap no so during that short stay because it did not last long i had to it was traumatizing watching her do it to my sister because i was getting re i was getting re-triggered watching it because i remember when i was a kid and she did that and it was just, I, I had to get out of there. My sister ended up getting out a year later. But, um, yeah, I had a very short four-month experience of being the golden child. Oh, your brother doing well. Uh, I'd be doing a lot better if you wasn't my mama, honestly. So <laughs> don't try to act like I'm doing so well. Right. Know? Every day I drink alcohol later. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I wonder why. Mm. And I remember being there. I, I started to drink even more towards the end when I was leaving because it became official to me that she was never going to change during a pandemic. It's just mm. and I, I tell you funny. And then we you I want to I want to give you back the mic. I call my oldest aunt and my oldest aunt is the one who told, taught me. Hey, listen, I call her crying in L.A. She said, listen. I feel your pain. I'm, 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 I've, I was with one for 35 years. Go study narcissism. Go watch videos. Go read books. Whatever. So she understands how a narcissist rides and rolls. She, she was with one. She had two babies with him. Mm. So I call my auntie. I'm like, auntie, man, guess what? Uh, this whole COVID-19 thing is it's about to work out for us. Maria called me and Nene, and she about to get a house and move in. My auntie, when it comes to my mom, she stay out of it. She don't really like to get involved. Mm. She said, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> she said, you know Lamar just left her. Wow. You said, she she she, she has no supply. This is not about you or Nene. Oh, my God. I said, I said, damn, auntie, you just rained on my parade, but I hope you ain't right. <laughs> wow. She said, what the F are you thinking? She had no type of, oh, my God, this is good news. Like, she said, Lamar just left her. She has no one. She actually feels devalued because she got left. Mm. Mm. So now she really needs some supply because she she can't trick herself into, oh, I'm such this amazing person. Your boyfriend just woke up one day and said, I don't want to be with you. Mm. So so it's, it's you, right? Because that's what that narcissist 
what that weirdness is about overvaluing yourself you feel so little as a person that you got to put people down to feel better about yourself mm, mm, mm. yeah it was crazy you know, but um, so yeah. awesome. I, I mean, I know I took long. I hope that was a good uh, little story on. It really was me being the golden child for um for about four months, about yeah. four months before I bailed out. I packed my stuff in the night and left. Wow. Yeah. And she comes to my room and she starts to cry. Oh, my baby's leaving. You know what? I will say this. My mom, she, there is a side of her that is so sweet. But when that other personality come out, it wipe out all the good you did. Mm-hmm. It's like you buy me a new video game system and TV, then you get mad and you break it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, you, you, you that's a cancel. That ain't the point. That's a cancel. Matter of fact, I don't even want you buying me nothing no more. It's cool. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, what I would like to say is, of course, your mother has a sweet side, a loving side. As humans, I would like to believe that we all have that. And that's why it's important that we first learn how to forgive ourselves for not being perfect as humans. And once we can forgive ourselves, then you can talk about stories like this with your mom while also loving and forgiving her because it helps us to better understand we're not perfect and we do suffer with traumas and we don't know everything that your mother went through that caused her to be the narcissist as we have just defined with this internal family system. A lot of the time, the golden child often becomes the narcissist. So she likely was put into a certain box that hurt her. And because she doesn't understand therapy and because she's in a role where she's taking care of people and people love her, she just is unaware. And this is why we have to forgive ourselves so that it's easier to forgive other people. She is a loving person, but she's a hurt person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, I'm going to upload it to maybe I'll upload it to our podcast (laughs) She comes up the stairs and she's just like pacing in the kitchen. And I can hear by how hard she's walking that she's having a a panic attack. And then she's like, screw this. I can't do this. And she goes and bursts in my sister's room, starts yelling at her about some food she didn't put away. And it was like grits, like Haitian grits called my moule. You know, so she didn't put I'm like, I'm like, it's grits, man. Come on. You know what I mean? Burst in her room about about the grits and then flips the switch to why the room's so dirty. And if you don't go nowhere, why do you have so many dirty clothes? Mm. Hold on. First off, it's six o'clock in the morning, gang. She could be in there dreaming, you know, experimenting what kind of body she got. She's in her room at six in the morning. And you burst in there, you, that's a violation. The police can't just pull me over and pull me out the car. If they find anything in the car, my lawyer is going to smack get his smack squashed. Mm. You have to have probable cause, reason, boundaries. And then start yelling about something completely different. But I, I was just sitting at the door recording. It was funny to listen to her pace back and forth, slamming dishes and slamming dishwashers. And I'm like... This lady really got a personality disorder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
you know, I've dated some pretty healthy women. They don't make, they don't go into those rages. And you a tiny little thing. It always amazed me looking at my tiny mama like, how can you have so much rage in that little body of yours? <laughs> it's so unfortunate. You know, and and lastly, to kind of um, hone in on this internal family system, um, I would like to ask the audience, you know, where did you fall in place? Where did where did your mother fall? What was your mom's role? What was your father's role? What was the role of you and your siblings? And I would like to say, if there weren't any roles, congratulations. You came from a very loving, healthy family. I would hope that my children would never be able to say I was the favorite and my sister was the invisible child or the the scapegoat or the black sheep i will hope that my children would never be able to talk about their boxes they were put into because my goal is that they come up in a very loving environment where they don't feel competitive against each other they they encourage each other and cheer each other on and uh yo 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 uh yo kids good Sometimes I'm like, are they brother and sister or girlfriend and boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> they, they gang, gang, gang. They gang, gang. Don't play with them. You know, they support each other. They support each other relationships. You know, they just, they really, they really, we healing over here. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, I'm trying to be everything that I wanted as a child. But mm. one thing that I want to say that kind of closes out these internal family system first after saying congratulations to those of you that cannot relate this is what this is what it should be but for those of you that can relate and that are putting finding these boxes that we just mentioned and hopefully you're having some moments where your brain is exploding like holy shit because that's how I felt when I first came across these terms that's what coach Jay felt when he first looked up the word narcissist I cried when I read what it was. You know how you self-diagnose yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I got a I got a wing on me or something. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yo, I gotta do something. I'm reading about it and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this is my mom. Yes. You know, because at the core of it, with my the way my auntie sums it up, they can't love if they wanted to. They they got so beat down as children. They're just they're they're they 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 they're incapable of loving. Yep. And it's hard to say. It's hard for me to even say that sometimes. Like my mother was just incapable of loving me. Damn. They're incapable of loving you in a way that you deserve to be loved. They love you the best that they can. Cause that ain't love. That hurt. Yes. <laughs> yes. That hurt. Love ain't supposed to hurt. Love hurt. Jeez. But no, I hear you. I hear but you. that's why they loving you the best that they can is hurting you. So that's why it's our job to put up those boundaries um, to cut off or to love from afar. You know, just because they can't love you properly doesn't mean you're going to stick around and get beat up. No. Awesome. But I would like to say lastly, I'm sorry, I still haven't got good. The last point is you can be Every box that I just named as one person, you can go from golden child to invisible child to scapegoat child to to all of it. You can literally as one child fit into all those boxes at different points. I would say I would 
go so far to say that in my adulthood, even though I have very limited contact with my mother, I'm probably a golden child in her eyes. I've done well for myself. You know, she likes to brag on me and show people my pictures and things like that. So I don't know how, but some kind of way I feel like I'm kind of a golden child in her eyes now. And it's the weirdest shit ever. Right, like you said, moving from those boxes. Um, I think it, it is weird, Coach. Whenever I'm dealing with my mom, I, sometimes I just look at her and I'm like, I'm a pretty smart dude, but you're just a question mark to me. I can't put no type of clues together. <laughs> There's some weird energy there. Mm-hmm. So this was great. I think uh, we should wrap it up. And then Absolutely. Next episode, guys, we're, we'll uh, we'll get into some more uh, the, the 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 healing side of it, right? The the solution and and going on to manifest your ultimate destiny. Oh, that's going to be a good episode. We could talk yeah. about the things we've manifested and and what that looked like when you all you got, you know. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and I also like to say. You know, we love you. I love you. Coach Jay loves you. I love you, Coach Jay. <laughs> and you that's know, what coach, that's what that's what we do. See, right. you got the solutions and we'll give you we're gonna give you the tactics and, and the how-tos and the knowledge, but the key is to mix all of this in with some love. I and mean, you've been through a lot. You you just you deserve the love not only from yourself, which is most important, but we'll get there, but the love from the people around you. You have to, especially in this crazy world. A, a bomb cursed me out the other day. You got to get a dollar? Man, I don't got no cash on me. F you. Dang. All right, when I come back tomorrow, don't ask for no dollar, bro. You know? um, Living this crazy world, you got to surround yourself with love. Sell it off. So awesome, Coach. I love it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you next ne- what next episode. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So we'll, we'll we'll put a check on the marks. And uh if you need us, uh just hit us up at facebook.com forward slash the real manifestation master. All right. All right. All right. Good, look. good day. Good, good evening to the fam. Deuces.